cliffcentral.com. Dr. Hanan is ready to talk to us. It's going to be okay is what we do every Monday. How are you really doing this morning? Well, we're going to check in with uh, Dr. Hanan about our mental health and our general psychological well-being. He is a psychologist, the head of the Anxiety and, and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg. And Claire sent us a question um, for Dr. Hanan this morning. Hey, Dr. Hanan, how's it? Hey, how's it, guys? How you doing? Good, good. Um, so Claire sent this question. She says, it's an issue that comes up often when we talk about mental health, but we haven't delved into it properly with the doc yet. So let's do this today. She says, what are the effects of social media on health? This kind of links to, <laughs> to what I was saying just now um, about the crazy people on social media. But in some ways, there's some very serious things going on. And it's a conversation I actually had yesterday with a friend of mine who's a mom. She's got kids, and she uh, has very special and strict rules in place for the kids when it comes to social media. But we almost need some rules for adults on social media, too, because people are so badly affected by this stuff. Of course, there are good. And we're not going to go into the, the benefits and the good things about social media because they are pretty obvious to most of us. But what do you think when people come to you and they say, oh, Dr. Hanan, I can't live Without those likes, it's just become my chief focus. And the the real world isn't as important to me as the virtual world. Where do you start with someone like that? And, and maybe that's an extreme, but you can give us an overview of the things you've learned about social media and the way it's impacting on mental health. So when anybody comes to me and says, I can't live without dot, 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 that's when I start to worry. It could be likes it could be a particular person it could be an object it could be a tv show you should never be in a position where you can't live without any particular anything and social media is the we're not going to go into the benefits of it but if you don't use it wisely it can be incredibly addictive and we keep on it's the gift that keeps on giving you can come back to it over and over again to get your 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 particular type of drug and it doesn't go away it keeps on renewing itself it keeps on subjecting it to us it's always available you know i always tell a a fascinating story um my oldest patient ever was a 94 year old short this high german lady (laughs) and um, she was telling me that hanan you know when i was growing up time was time and i said to her what do you mean and she said Think about it. If I wanted to communicate with a friend that lived in another province, I would write them a letter. Mm-hmm. It would take two weeks to get there. They would write a response and it would take two weeks to get back. It would take about a month to say, hey, how are you? Good, thanks. And you. These days, God forbid you write somebody a WhatsApp mm-hmm. and they blue tick you and they don't respond within the first three seconds. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, God forbid, I mean, wars I'm sure have been started by people not responding immediately. So the number of breakups that I see are because messages are not being responded to immediately. And what social media has done is that it created this lack of need to wait and be patient. Back in the day, you had no choice but to be patient. That was the way it is. You couldn't hurry the postman up. You couldn't hurry the system up. It was (laughs) what it was. These days, as I said, immediately you want that hit you want to feel good about yourself. It's accessible just in your pocket. Think about it. The drug that you seek is accessible to you wherever you go in your car. You want to hit? Mm-hmm. No issue. At work, you want to hit? No issue. You get out the shower, you want to hit? 
no issue. It's accessible and available. And this availability of this, and th th I'll define the drug in a second, but this availability of the drug is what makes it so potent and so dangerous because nobody's judging you, nobody's watching you, it's completely uh, accepted. Yeah. And the drug that we, we all get from social media is this need to belong. We all feel that we are part of this crazy, amazing community and people like us. So think about it. How many friends you have on social, on, on Facebook? Mm. So, you know, you have, I don't know, 500 or 1,000 or 2,000 friends or whatever it is. Friends. The term is friends. Yeah. Add a friend, a friend. I mean, it's a loaded term, but how many of those people would you actually say, these are my friends? These are the people that I would invite to my birthday. And these are the people that I would and call when I need when I need help or when, when I'm in trouble. Mm. You, social media loads up these terms and suddenly you have 2,000 friends, 2,000 friends. And even if you think about it, the likes, if you get a like or a heart, again, a like is such a loaded word. Yeah. But how long does it take somebody to like your post or to like your picture? It's just they don't even look at the picture. They don't even read your comments. They press a button and you go, oh, my God, this person likes me. So what social media has done really well is it kind of tagged onto this really primitive brain of ours that makes us feel that, oh, my God, this person really likes me. This person is really my friend. And that's what we keep on going back to with such easy accessibility, so, which so can be the danger. You reckon it's, it's, it's that need to belong that, that we're talking about here. It's, it's belonging is the most important reward, the sense of belonging. Uh, from all of this, because um, Michael says it's serotonin, but it's actually dopamine, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it, it's it's it hits the t the part of your brain that cocaine hits. So it's the reward centers of the brain that makes you feel that you've just won the Oscar or you just won a major award, and everybody and the focus is on you in a positive way. Social media can highlight you and make you the star. In a split second, and as you can see, what's happening with especially youngsters mm. is that they don't get the like through doing something appropriate, and suddenly they get the likes by doing something inappropriate. And the bar keeps on raising and raising and raising because you get used to the status quo and people have to push the boundaries more and more. People suddenly have to start doing things that are completely out of, out of appropriate, appropriate realm to get the same like that they're three years ago got just by, I don't know, posting a picture of themselves. So what does this do to your mental health long-term if, if that starts happening? Yeah, well, it does the same thing to your mental health that uh, drugs do to a drug addict. You become dependent on it and you're spending tremendous amount of time focusing on things that you shouldn't focus on as opposed to things that you should. So people say to me, Hanan, what's the problem? So you know what? So I log on to social media mm -hmm. And I get the luck, I get the, the hit of adrenaline or the hit of serotonin or the hit of dopamine. So what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is two things. How much time do you spend searching for the stuff that you should be spending at the gym or spending with your kids or spending at work? And suddenly you blame your life for not being good enough and you're not being unhappy uh, because you're spending a lot of time searching for that luck. But the biggest cost is the cravings that we have for it. So we get the like, it's like a cigarette. Think about smoking. That's the easiest way to explain. We have a hit of a cigarette for those of you that smoke and you put down the cigarette and the cravings start to build. You don't go back to status quo to feel good 
until you need the next cigarette. The craving starts to build and that energy that you use in searching for the next thing to give you that hit is what wastes your coins. Remember, I gave you the analogy of the coin theory. Hmm. You wake up every morning and you've got 100 units of energy. Right. That's it. Right. The moment, the moment your, your units are up, your body goes good night and you wake up the next morning with another 100. The problem is when you're, you waste all your coins, you spend all your coins by 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and sure, you've got 10 hours in the day, mm. but now you're functioning at a deficit. And the coins that we use, the energy that we use to, for, to satisfy the craving is not the energy that we're using on things that are meaningful to us to create ultimate happiness and ultimate fulfillment and purpose in life. That's the real cost. Yeah, that's, that's so then, interesting. Uh, Go ahead, Mbulelo. So, Dr. Hanan, uh, I was talking to somebody who I view as an elder and someone very wise. And, you know, I think it's the great failure of the secular world. So, like, I don't have religion in my life. And one of the things that I was asking her was, how do we get back to community again? Because one of the things that secularism does is that you, you become hyper-individualistic, right? It's me, as long as I'm competent, is regardless of who we are and how smart we may think we are, we need community. We know that. We know what happens when people are alone. They do the most dangerous, most vile uh, things and lean into that. Is Do you have any hope of, from a, from a sort of uh, social scientist world, of us uh, finding a way back to, to learning how to just be civil again, if you, if you know what I mean, without needing social media? Yeah. So, Bolelo, you're quite right. We do need uh, to be a part of a group, a part of a context, because it calibrates us. We discussed it before where we do need feedback and the people that lean on themselves for feedback, they fall apart because you, you can't calibrate yourself. Yeah. As much as we think we can be objective and calibrate ourselves, it just doesn't work. People actually go mentally skew when they try to calibrate themselves. An interesting analogy, you know, pilots, and I'll get to your point or you to answer your question in a second, Bolero. But pilots are trained to never trust their own senses when they're flying. The pilots are trained to trust their instruments. Um, my brother's a pilot and they, what they do is they make them wear these visors that stop them from looking outside and trusting their senses. They actually look just at the instruments when they're flying is because your senses lie to you. So when you feel that you, the plane is upright, the plane could actually be upside down. And when it feels that the plane is upside down, it could be the plane is actually quite straight. So you should never trust your own feelings. And the problem with people is that they lean on instruments in the real world that one are skewed. Uh, and that's what social media does to you, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. Or they lean on their own senses, on their own feelings to tell them whether they're doing the right or wrong thing, which is also wrong. And what ends up happening in the real world is that when you lean on senses or on instruments that are skewed, you begin to gaslight yourself because the social media world will tell you when you do X that you're doing really well. And then the next day you do X again and it tells you that you're upside down. And then you begin to second guess or actually go crazy because I don't know whether I'm doing right and wrong. And so therefore we do need to lean on feedback to calibrate us, but we need to lean on the right feedback and social media is so inconsistent that it's wrong. So to, to get back to your question, social media eventually will just become incompetent at giving us that correct feedback, but I think it's going to catch us too late. I think we need to focus our attention on embracing groups that are healthy for us from hobbies from if you are religious, uh, from religious groups to education, things and people, instruments that calibrate you in the right way. But you must be very conscious in going to chase that. Do you think? Do you think that might already be happening? 
Because I know lots of people who who are opting out of, of social media completely, or certainly the worst kinds of social media. Like a lot of people I know have decided to take uh, Twitter and Facebook off. I mean, I don't know which one is more addictive, and maybe you can help me guess. But I think for a lot of people, these things are just such time wasters that even if it's just from a pragmatic point of view, um, some of them you have to have in your life. Like I don't think WhatsApp's going anywhere anytime soon. It's a useful way for us to communicate. And and WhatsApp is different because you don't just scroll, right? I mean, if you're not getting messages, you're not looking at it. And even if you are getting messages, but you're busy with something, you defer the looking of the messages until you're done with what your task at hand is. Well, smart people, sensible oh. people, people who, who are in balance anyway. Um, it's right. it's it's probably it's probably starting to happen slowly. But I've I've encountered a lot of people in the last while, purely anecdotal, who've said to me they just don't have these apps on their phones anymore. It's taking up too much yeah. time, and they don't, they cannot justify it to themselves, and it's making them crazy. In a, in a, you know, I use the word crazy in, a, in obviously yeah. inverted commas here, but it's just a waste of their time. So, do you think it's happening already? You know, Gareth, I think most people are, let's just say, the majority are using social media in a healthy way because uh, work, I mean, society kind of calibrates them. So, work won't allow them to go on social media, and their wives or husbands won't allow them to go on social media. And when I say won't allow, is that the wives and the husband need their time and the kids need their time right. and their friends need their time and the work needs their time. So it calibrates them. It gives them X amount of time to go on social media. Right. But some people that don't have that kind of balance, they don't have a healthy relationship or they don't have a healthy relationship with their kids or their friends or their social structures or they don't have hobbies that take away their, their time away from social media. Those are the people that are at most danger of being addicted to social media and addicts. And I'm talking about the ones that are addicted People don't quit because they're sensible. Mm. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, who quit smoking? 30 years ago, 40 years ago, who quit smoking? Nobody quit smoking because even though the research was out there to tell them that smoking is bad, nobody cares because it feeds us on a very primitive, immediate level. So the reason why people quit social media, for that matter, any addiction, is because one, because government comes in and forces us or parents come in and force us or work comes in and forces with policies, mm. with rules, with regulations, which is what has happened with smoking, or you hit such a low bottom that you have no choice but to look for alternatives. So, so with social media, there aren't any regulations. I mean, you can go on no, Facebook for yeah. 12 hours in the day. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, I don't see it. I don't see people not hitting rock bottom before they make their psychological behavioral shift. What does rock bottom look like in terms of social media addiction? What does it look like? Have you have you encountered people like this in your in your clinical practice? It's 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 really bad. It's really really is bad. I'm talking about the kind of depression that doesn't allow people to get out of bed. I'm talking about the kind of relationships that we look at uh, that are completely abusive, breaking down good friendships. I mean, we see this a lot. You know, you might have a friend that you go, "Oh my God, this person's gone off the rails. He no longer speaks to us." The people on a health level put on weight, they are physically unhealthy, they're mentally unhealthy, it's bad. Addictions are not pretty. It doesn't get better. The problem with addictions is that it doesn't it doesn't stay the same. You know, no smoker goes from one cigarette to zero. People go from one to two to five to get the same hit. And the same thing with social media. It doesn't you don't stay, it gets progressively worse, especially because it, it's updating and becoming a lot more novel. So the cigarette, so to speak, becomes much more entertaining and much more addictive because it's much more interesting. Um, I don't know what's just happened with your sound. Are you, there we go. 
There we go. There we go. All right. Well, we've we've got like a minute. I just wanted to know one last thing. Is is this is a very important question, and I think it it cuts right to the heart of what we're talking about. Uh, you know, this was worries me endlessly. Um, so the here tachlas. The no, word is tachlas. Tachlas. All right. That's so, funny. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Tachlas. This this is <laughs> very great. important. Um, okay. Somebody says here. I wake up every morning. I listen to this show. Does that mean I'm an addict? Uh, this is from, from, from John. He says, Dr. Bushkin's analogy on social media. I wake up every Monday being, uh, being addicted to this show. Does that mean I'm addicted? Is that a terrible thing? Very important. <laughs> right. Well, you know, where there's one winner, there's, uh, <laughs> where there's one loser, there's always six winners. Yeah, all right. Nice. All right, Dr. Hanan, yeah. nice to speak to you. Um, all right, nice to see you guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up next week. And by the way, if you've got a question or you want to actually come on and talk to Dr. Hanan about a problem that may not just affect you, it may be affecting lots of people, then please do that. Send us an email, uh, gareth at cliffcentral.com or contact at cliffcentral.com, and we will connect you with Dr. Hanan, and we can all uh, benefit from the, the little ride that you go on with him. Very nice to see you. Thank you so much. Nice to see you guys. Okay. Be well. Very good. There he is, Dr. Hanan Bushkin.